0: Do you know more about real housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps with episodes, reality TV news, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. Come along with me, your host, Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are here for another episode two in one week. Look at that. My time management skills were actually decent this week. So <laughs> and I'm going out of town uh, for a long weekend, so I figured I would try and get another episode out and i want to talk about sister wives since this past sunday i talked about the osbornes so i hope everybody enjoyed who listened to that that was a really fun trip down memory lane um about some old school reality tv some the real game changer game starter of reality tv you could consider so but yeah today i want to get into the most recent episode of sister wives that came out on sunday uh there's kind of like a lot of good reality tv coming out this week um so last friday started the southern well i say friday because i watch it friday mornings before i go to work Um, but it actually came out thursday uh the southern charm the first part of the season of the series reunion came out and it it was pretty good i have to say um southern charm is Eh, I mean, we had to watch a dog wedding this week at, this uh, season, so we've definitely been in higher places. Uh, we're definitely not at the Catherine chasing Thomas Ravenel down a, a dock in Charleston, are we? But, alas, this reunion actually was pretty good for the first part. I don't know why we have Madison or Catherine there. They were around for two minutes of the whole season. Madison sucks. I'll just say it. Madison sucks. People on Instagram are like, oh my gosh, she was barely in the season, but this reunion, she was running the whole show. She was a producer. Like, no, she was just mean. Like, she just sucked. And she's evil. I'll say it. She's fucking evil. And she pretends that she's over that busted can of biscuits, Austin Kroll. And she's not she always is inserting herself and it's it i'm tired of it get her off my screen she got married i I don't care about her i never liked her in the first place same with catherine calhoun dennis ravenel den whatever her fucking name is she did nothing this season and she really is there's a reason she's a catherine with a k let's be real okay Okay. i mean no slander to my fellow catherine's but She's really got that Catherine with a K energy, if you know what I mean. And I am over her, too. All she did was complain, fight with Caleb, and then ditch out on outings. Cool. I hope she's gone in, like, the second part. Anyways, uh, a good part for me was Taylor ripping into Shep, pretty much calling him a man-whore, and, you know, saying that she knows he was cheating on her the entire time that they were together and then she at one point says that she was the whore that stuck around long enough. <sighs> That's tough. I'm glad she's moved, seemingly has moved on. She did have a lot of nicer things to say about him probably about a month and a half ago on Watch What Happens Live. Uh, but during, I mean I think during the reunion it was probably a little fresher. A lot of the old memories were coming back to her. Also, there's probably a producer in her ear telling her, Hey, you should cuss Shep out for this reunion. <laughs> um, and then probably one of my favorite moments of this episode of the reunion this part was Leva calling out Craig, Mr. Pillows and Winterhouse himself. That he has said, and she's heard him say, that he knows he's the most popular person on Bravo. And the way he couldn't even... It, he knew he couldn't defend himself. He knew there was no denying it. Because I think everybody in that room believed and has probably overheard him say that. And hearing Leva just obliterate him and knock him off of his fucking high horse was really, really funny. Especially, too, because after this reunion, we saw a premiere that Leva is getting her own spinoff on Bravo. Kind of like a v- Vanderpump Rules thing, because Leva owns a bunch of restaurants in Charleston. So, I, I just... Because in the, the finale for S- Southern Charm that we saw, well, if you watched it... You know, Craig gets all, Leva, you need to leave. You weren't even invited here. Because she was talking to Craig's business owners. As she says, the people that actually run his business. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a really nice little jab I saw from Leva. And look at that. She's actually right. Craig isn't the most popular person on Bravo, is he? <laughs> uh, and then in other things, Real, Potom- Real Housewives of Potomac! The series premiere came back. I am planning I'm going to recap the first two episodes, uh, probably early next week. And then what I'll do is probably clump together two episodes of Sister Wives as well. So next week and the following week, I'll I'll clump together. That's my that's my plan. Maybe and maybe I'll do every other week as these two seasons because they both premiere on Sunday. I don't know if I really want to clump both episodes together in one. I feel like it would be better to space out my thoughts. It's a lot to have going on in this noggin, so that's a that's a tentative plan. But the series premiere this week was so good. They jumped right into everything. I mean, most of the stuff that we saw in the series um, or in the season trailer was like started to be addressed right away in the first episode we see that we find out that michael and ashley have separated apparently they need to stay separated in the state of virginia for a year and then they can um file for divorce fun fact too they say it's the real housewives of potomac they're they're uh, they're meeting in dc they're meeting in baltimore i think it's literally just the housewives of Maryland slash a little northern Virginia. <laughs> uh, because in the beginning of the episode, we see they go to the National Mall in D.C. and they're sitting among all the beautiful cherry blossoms and they're kikiing and having a little picnic. It's Karen, Giselle, which is kind of interesting to see Karen and Giselle goofing off again, kind of as we always see in the beginning of a, se- a season. Uh, and then. Ashley comes, and Robin. I think that's all that are there. And that's when we find out that they have been separated, Ashley and Michael. However, Ashley's definition of divorce is very weird. And I think we're going to see more of that this season. Another big thing that we saw in this episode is that Wendy, Dr. Wendy, is going to become a restauranteer with peter thomas of bar none failure and infamy cynthia bailey's ex-husband good riddance Ugh. i wonder has he paid back cynthia all of his money has he anybody know about that Hmm. but uh clearly wendy has not gotten the memo about peter's failed endeavors as a businessman and i'm not trying to say oh you know you have to be successful in every business. I know many entrepreneur fail. However, Peters has been documented on TV. In a very, oh, I don't know, maybe the same show, just on a different franchise that maybe Wendy could have watched on TV or maybe Googled about, I don't know. But, apparently, that's what she thinks is a good idea. So... I guess that's her storyline this year. Also, I'm thinking to myself, Wendy, you do too much, as it is. You're a professor. You're a commentator on TV, you know, which is her profession, which she seems to be very good at. Now she's starting her candle line because, what, she saw Karen Huger started one, and so she wanted to be like the grand dame and try and do it herself. What is, what is she doing? Okay. Um, then we also see Robin and Juan are not married yet. And Robin has some interesting views about prenups. And I thought it was very funny when she told Sharice right to her face, I don't think you deserve to of for your husband's money when you got divorced. Wow. Hey, at least she's confident in her beliefs. At least she believes it and then actually says it to her friend's face. But um, yeah, they're not married yet. And I don't, I still don't think they're married Although, I have to remember, with Real Housewives of Potomac, they actually film and then make the episodes right away. So, yeah, I won't get into too much. Oh, and also, uh, we do find out about Mia's cancer scare? Cancer, I don't know what it is, but we get right into it. You know, Giselle had started talking about it, and as soon as she sees Mia at Karen's spring fling party, she brings her right up. And she has no problem saying. So, are you using your cancer thing as a a cry for attention? And Mia, right there, says, "Fuck you. No, I'm not." So the, these ladies are bringing it. We're not getting any of this bullshit like we did with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're gonna build up for twelve episodes. We're gonna have you know no more Erica Jane in the corner making her weird vaudevillian faces and you know pretending like she's had the scarlet letter on her face for 10 years and she didn't do anything wrong like we're back with our ladies the ones that bring us the good stuff that bring us entertainment minus candace but that's neither here nor there i'm excited so i'm already getting too much into it so we'll just move on let's get into real housewives no real housewives what am i talking about let's get into sister wives Okay, here we go. Episode 5 already of the season. It's crazy because it doesn't feel like 5 episodes already because the season's actually been good. Usually by now it would feel like, oh my god, is this episode 12 put us out of our fucking misery already? But, um, you know, we are still seeing some good stuff and Cody continues to amaze us with his stupidity and um, misogyny and overall dumbassery. Every week, so we start off with Cody in a talking head, and he says that him and Christine have essentially been on the quote fast track from separation to divorce. Uh, I think it's just you're divorced because she called it. You aren't legally married, so uh, I think that's it, Cody. <laughs> I think is he consi- I think he may be considering that him and Christine are officially divorced when she moves to Utah. So, maybe that's what he's considering, is like, that's his fast track. But, so, (laughs) the last time that they got together as a family, well, the adults, was when Christine told everyone that she was leaving, and Cody feels just very alone in the family. I wonder if it's because he's been not seeing any of the family for the last year. Maybe that's why? I I don't know. Crazy concept, maybe. But... Alas, Cody has other problems to deal with because he has to get an RV for Janelle and he has to get that RV out on the property. God damn it, Janelle. You know, you dummy having to find a place to live. <laughs> so we then see Cody show up to Janelle's house. He comes up and he gives her a, a little smooch for the camera. And then we sh- sh- what we saw was that Cody shows up in a truck uh, truck with the Ford logo clearly blacked out, but, um, I guess this is the truck that he got to haul Janelle's RV for, uh, her, her new home and to bring it from its, wherever they got it to, it sounds like they have to drive it from, like, a pretty far away, excuse me, fucking words today, man, it sounds like they have to drive it from a pretty far away place. So I'm not sure what that's about, but they got a truck. Uh, and we hear from Robin in A Talking Head, you know, oh, everyone says we need to buy a truck for Janelle's trailer. And I'm just saying, uh, no, we don't. Which I hate to admit it, but Robin isn't wrong here. They could have rented a truck. Um, I have some other options that we go into, because what we find out is that Cody got this truck from his deceased brother's wife or widow and she's just been holding on to this truck. Mind you, Cody's brother has been dead for like seven years? Like, it's been a while since that happened because it was before Cody, or Caleb, and Maddie met. Uh, Fun fact, so Cody has a brother who passed away and his wife, who I believe her name is Erica, has a brother! That brother's name is Caleb, who then married Janelle's oldest daughter, Maddie. Now they're not technically related because they're only in-laws, however, I think they met at the uncle's- Maddie's uncle or Cody's brother's funeral? So that's interesting, when love ignites at the wake of a dead person. huh? I mean, hey, good for them. They seem happy. I don't care. But anyways, just so in case people weren't putting that together, uh, yeah, these waters run very quick. This This river does not run deep in this family. But anyway, so this truck that Cody has that he's going to pull Janelle's RV with is his brother's old truck. And apparently during the holidays, Cody asked his sister-in-law, oh, if you plan on getting rid of that truck, you could sell it to me. So... Why didn't you bring that up in the last episode when you were talking about, oh, we need to get this truck, and there's not, you know, what the hell are we doing? Why didn't you just mention, oh, we'll get my dead brother's truck? Also, like, did you really need to buy that truck? Because Cody brings it over to Janelle's and then starts saying he doesn't like having equipment he doesn't use. And, you know, there's maybe a few things he's going to need this truck for, but not everything. So Janelle says, well, then I'll drive it. But Cody, of course, with his perfect response, says he doesn't want the truck wasted on soccer mom shit. You know, he doesn't want it on that woman shit. This is too big of a truck for that type of stuff. It needs to be doing work, okay? Also, I don't think any of Janelle's kids are in soccer. And Cody, of course, wouldn't know that because, you know... (laughs) He doesn't know anything about his children. But okay, Cody. So again, I ask, okay, you don't have enough reasons to use this truck. However, you don't want your wife to use it for things, so you bought it. Why didn't you just ask your sister-in-law, hey, could I maybe borrow Dead Brothers' truck for a few days and i'll bring it back with a full tank of gas and maybe we'll we'll take you out to dinner or something and like why did you need to fucking buy it like i, I God, fucking cody he's so stupid because it's a great idea because he came up with it now if it was janelle's idea to buy the truck or it wasn't you know cody's dead brother's truck it would have been you know not a, it would have been the stupidest idea ever then we see a talking head of Robin, and she apparently thinks the idea of Janelle driving a big truck is hilarious. I think Robin is trying to troll a little bit. Like, is this her idea of trolling Janelle? Because she hints at something like, Janelle has had issues driving bigger vehicles before. Like, shut up, Robin. You probably barely can drive a minivan. Like, what? Are, shut up. You're useless. She's trying to find a home for herself. Go back to your dumb mansion. So now Cody wants to go back to Coyote Pass to decide again where people's homes are going to be. Because I thought we already decided this two seasons ago. Uh, or maybe last se- last week we were talking about. Now he's switching them for three lots, four lots, five lots, eight lots. Whatever the fuck he's doing. Um, and so Janelle again elaborates on her plans that she wants to build a casita which i guess she's thinking is like a small apartment or small house that like goes above a garage but like don't you, i guess don't you need the casa before you had the casita and also i'm thinking to myself what are you gonna do with that house when are you gonna build another house and then i also go back to They're never going to do anything on this property. That house isn't built yet. That little house hasn't had a little bit of anything put into it yet. It's, Coyote Pass is never going to happen. It's never going to be developed on. It's never going to have uh, nothing. But okay, Janelle wants to build her casita. And I hate to disagree with Janelle, and we find out, I think, really in this, uh, episode. Janelle maybe isn't as smart as we've always thought she was. Maybe she's not as good with her money as we always thought she was. I I understand Janelle needs to find a place to live. The rental market at that time, the housing market was a shit show. It's still a shit show. Hey, newsflash guys, we're in a, a, a housing crisis in this country, in case you weren't sure. We're in the U.S., that is. Um, but this plan... Uh, They're not going to build on it. And the reason they're not going to build is because, one, they probably don't have the money. And they do not plan or budget or do anything correctly to be able to pay off this land. Maybe Janelle is, but the rest of them sure aren't. And Cody drags his feet everywhere. So, of course, you know, Janelle has these grand plans that they're actually going to build a casita within, like, a year it's funny. She thought she said it was going to be three, four months last episode, but now it's it's moved to a year. So we can tell her building timelines are getting more realistic as time goes on. Then we hear Janelle says that she's only bringing three suitcases worth of stuff to her RV. Three suitcases worth to live. This isn't a long trip, you know. That you need to make sure you have a little bit of extra clothes, you know. To live, to exist day in and day out. And from what it looks like, Coyote Pass is not close to anything. So it's not like she can just run five minutes down the road to a storage facility. Maybe, maybe it is, but from what it sounds like, they're kind of out in the boonies. (sighs) Okay. Now, this is where we hear that um, Robin says she doesn't see Cody doing well in the fifth wheel. In the fifth wheel. Implying that Cody is, you know, going to spend any time there at all. You know, uh, that's the funny thing that Cody and Robin are still trying to convince people that, like, Cody's actually going to spend time in that RV. And, of course, Cody is complaining how small it will be and that, uh, you know, he doesn't want to have to put his stuff into storage. So now he has to move all of his stuff out of Janelle's house, a.k.a. he has to have all of his older son's, move his shit out of Janelle's house and then put it into Robin's house because you know he's not taking it over to Mary's house and Christine's kicked his ass out so you know probably the least surprising thing I've ever heard about Cody is that he has a lot of stuff that is so Cody is the epitome of someone who I bet has way too much shit and acts like every little piece of what he has is the most important thing and there's no way he could ever get rid of it Ugh, I have an ex that was like that, and mm, one of the most infuriating people ever. Ugh, there's a certain place in hell for people like that that are just so consuming and take up so much space with their shit, and I'm so not surprised Cody is this type of person. Uh, And I guess that makes sense why he has so many boxes of shit at Christine's house, even though he's never there. So then we actually hear from Christine that she says when uh, he was going from four separate places for so long, he had four of everything, of course. Well, he goes to maybe one and a half of those places now. So why does he have four of everything still? Is that why Robin's house is so cluttered? Because all of the, the three other items of something he has are still there now? Like... It's it's too bad there isn't this thing like uh this thing where you could take things that you don't use anymore or don't need anymore but they're still in good condition and maybe you could like give them to someone else. Man, what is what's the word for that? Don't donate? Donate is that what it is? Oh man, it's all if only Cody maybe could do something like that. I don't know if Arizona doesn't have like. Goodwills or Salvation Armies, huh? I guess he's out of luck there. He's just got to put all this stuff in storage, I suppose. So, or shit, why doesn't he, you know, sell his shit? If he, he's always looking for, you know, ways that they can pay off the land and, you know, fun coyote pass and stuff. Sell your extra shit, you idiot. Anyways, that that I'm focusing on the, the wrong things right now. So we get another reminder, Janelle has to be out of her house in six weeks. And we also find out that Janelle is going to need multiple places on Coyote Pass to move her trailer because their county has a law that they have to move an RV. You can't have an RV on your property for more than 120 weeks or four months. So, I'm sorry, 120 days. So four months. So essentially, she needs to put down a gravel pit for her RV, because this is a big RV that, on multiple places of the property, and which is a lot of work, uh, also a lot of money. I bet it costs, I would say, probably a couple hundred dollars at least to have gravel put down. I've never had gravel put down, so I'm probably underestimating it. So, Cody is now requiring Janelle to ask her sister wives for explicit permission to put her RV on the property. And this is, I feel for Janelle, she's pretty much like, what the fuck? Cody says this is all fine, this is all peaches and cream, and then he goes away for a few days, aka he goes to Robin's house, and then he comes back to Janelle and essentially says, whoa, 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 we have all these problems which I'm guessing are what problems Robin brought up. So, you know, Robin's probably saying to Cody, Janelle's not putting her fucking RV on my lot. But I thought they were all sister wives. I thought this land was their land. You know, this land is our land. This land is your land. Coyote pass for the Brown family. You know, what? I thought this was a joint venture. Why? I thought if we want to get on this land, no matter what, why aren't we allowing our fellow sister wife Janelle to sit on the to to live on our land, to take on the the burden of being on Coyote Pass, to get this ball rolling? The least we could do as sister wives would be, yes, you can put your gravel pit. And Janelle is saying, I don't need to ask for permission. Again, we already talked about this, you know. And she again iterates, I will be homeless in six weeks. Let's fucking go. And I think we're, like I said, maybe seeing Janelle isn't the smartest one anymore. She's not the best with her money. Uh, but she has a sense of urgency. She does need to get going, okay? And I, as much as I do love that she's sticking it to Cody... They really are flying by the seat of their pants with this shit, and they're really highlighting how little is developed on this land. I mean, no electricity, no water, no sewage. I I would I would be like a long weekend would be enough for me on that land. The shit alone, not being able to flush that or have some sort of excess area to put it oof, yikes, yikes, yikes. So, of course, Mary says, when we see her in a talking head, what if I don't want an RV pad on my part of the property? Well, fuck off, Mary. Nobody wants you around on the property. Like, and we'll find that out later in the episode, too. Like, and of course Mary says that, because she's just an unhelpful bitch, as it always is. I feel bad saying that. I know she's mourning. Well, she wasn't probably mourning when that was filmed, but anyways. So Janelle has to get back to moving, and Cody gets back to doing nothing, and... He acts like he's going to be helping the boys move a piano. Which I found out online, apparently, it's a very Mormon thing to have a piano in your house. Because I was like, who in Janelle's house plays piano? I mean, maybe they all do. Like, maybe, I don't know, fucking Janelle could be like Liberace on the keys. But uh, I was also reading online, people are like, yeah, that's just a really Mormon thing. Every Mormon family has like a piano in their house. So they got to move that. And I doubt Cody will be any help in that regard so then in a talking head we get cody and he says janelle did the wrong thing or she did this the wrong way and she needed to ask permission if she can park on people's property and he's not going to ask because god forbid he does something for his wife that you know helps her living situation move along so, of course, they, you know, dump more money into putting this RV on the property. So they have to meet people who are going to, like, put culverts and a bunch of shit around. And, and then they're kind of deciding where's best to put a gravel pit, you know, where's it closest to the road that makes sense to all that type of shit. Stuff that costs money, you know. Stuff that costs a lot of fucking money because it costs a lot of fucking money to develop land. And there's a reason why rich people do it. I'm not saying that's always the case, but there's a reason why Cody hasn't been able to make it happen, because it is a lot of money, and Cody doesn't have money. Even though he says that he makes $200 an hour, he doesn't. Okay. So, Cody then continues to say, this is very satisfactory for Janelle, because she's pushing for things to get done on the property, and so there's definitely a method to her madness. But it's dangerous to push around people who are resistant to her plans. Is that a fucking threat? Like, wh- it's dangerous to push around? Wh- what does that mean, Cody? I don't... Okay. I'd be like, dangerous? Are you gonna fucking slit my throat in the night because I got this RV, dude? Of course, Mary, talks some more shit. You know, like, anybody gives a fuck that she'll be around on Cody Coyote Pass. And she's saying, you know, there's not much that can be done on the property because they still have to pay for it. So, of course, it's stupid for Janelle to, you know, think that things could be done on it or, you know, we could go forward at all with this. And then, of course, Christine wants nothing to do with it. She says it's not her land. It's theirs. If I, you know, maybe Christine should be like, all right, Janelle, what you can do is you can move your RV from your lot to my lot and then we're good. You know, move it. I don't. Can you swap it between two lots every 120 days? I don't see why not. Anyways, back in this conversation when they're at Coyote Pass with the the people talking about their culverts and shit, Cody starts bringing up the cost of lumber prices with these people. Like, you know, he hasn't already been reading about it everywhere in the news, like we all were in spring 2021. I mean, like, I wasn't even fucking building a house. I, I have never built a house and I knew building costs were through the roof and lumber was fucking sky high in price. Like, you can tell in this moment he's just trying to add more talking points to in front of Janelle to make it seem like her idea of building a casita and, like, trying to have a place to live on this land that they own is, is stupid. And, uh, it, like, the way that he, he's so bad at that because he is like, he's like, oh, so, so you're saying cost to lumber's going up right now and one of the people, the experts I'll call them, the land experts, was saying yeah, pretty much the cost of everything is going up. Well, yeah, no shit, Cody. (laughs) Anyways. Janelle says that she has been saving and she's been scrimping her money and making it a priority so she thinks it's time the family makes it a priority to pay off the land as well. Uh, Unfortunately, I think Janelle is probably the only person on that payment plan. And it's very clear she has not gotten the memo from the rest of the family that that's probably never going to (laughs) happen. So then we're back to the metropolis of Parowan, Utah, where Lizzie's Heritage Inn, Mary's B and B she owns, is, and she's filming there. And it's been four weeks since her mom Bonnie passed away. R.I.P. Bonnie. And Mary kind of tells us that it was very sudden. Um, and like she saw her mom's clothes were still laying on the bed. It was so soon that she just got sick. She was running the BNB, you know, doing all that type of stuff while Mary is in Arizona. And so Mary obviously doesn't know what to do or how to figure out how to do things without her. She's feeling kind of overwhelmed. Very, uh, I'll give her that. Mary's a bitch, but I'll give her, I will give her the grace if I understand. That's probably very, very hard to, under- to go through. And, so as a result of her bringing this up to Cody, you know, saying, I I don't know what to do without my mother, this is hard, what am I going to do with the B&B, Cody suggests that she just moves up to Utah and runs the B&B full time. Woof, 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 woof. Mary, Mary, take the fucking hint. Choose happiness, Mary. Christine told Cody that she is leaving him and moving to Utah and this man is beside himself. But that same man, now four weeks after your mother passed away, Mary, is telling you to just go and move away to your B&B. This same B&B that when you bought, you made it very obvious to all of your sister wives who remember you made it very obvious that you never wanted to live for. It's like, Mary, you are doing yourself no favors by sticking around. Take the hint. This man just asked you to move away from him. She is, she is the saddest person of all time. I will just say it right there. And like, we hear from Janelle and Christine and Robin say, well no, actually Robin doesn't say, Janelle and Christine say, it is very clear Mary never wanted to live up there. That was never her intention. What it was is to have her family home back in her her name, back in the family, and run the B&B as a source of income, a business, whatever. Of course, probably Cody's never listened to that when Mary talks about it. So, you know, I guess I'm not really surprised that Cody would say, well, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Cody would tell her to move away. But in Cody's mind, I am sure he's thought this entire time, oh yeah, Mary's going to move there one day, right? Right? (laughs) Oh man, Mary. So then, of course, Robin has to defend it and defends Cody's telling Mary to move away by saying he probably didn't mean it in a bad way, but it could be completely misunderstood and, and sound bad. And he processes and is creative out loud sometimes, and it's sometimes terrifying and insensitive. Terrifying. That's what Robin's words were. Terrifying, the way that Cody thinks out loud and is creative out loud. <laughs> OK, what a way to describe your husband as terrifying. Uh I don't know if that's the right way. Maybe he's a dick. And is making it very obvious he doesn't fuck with Mary anymore. <laughs> so then Mary goes into how she was here from the beginning. You know, her and Cody, they had plans. He loved, past tense, loved her. And then Mary says, for Cody just to say, oh, whatever, just go up there. It doesn't make sense to her. Oh, Mary. Choose to love yourself, Mary. Choose to love yourself. I want to know what Leon thinks of this. I bet Leon is like, Mom, fucking leave him. Leave Dad. Leave him. I, I. It makes no sense for her to stay. And the and the reason that she gives is that you know she is, you know, devoted to making things better. And. <clears throat> oh, that's so sad. God, Mary, take the fucking hint. And she acts surprised that they're still in the situation. She's like, I just feel so sad that we're still in this situation that he thinks this is the case. It's like, he doesn't, uh, it, you haven't done anything to change his mind. He, Cody doesn't want you, Mary. You are a turd that doesn't flush in his mind. Oh, man. So, Cody then says, you know, we don't interact that much as a family. I'm not trying to push her away, but, you know, she just, she lays this burden at my feet about the B&B, so I'm just giving her a solution for it. (laughs) You know, in Cody's mind, he's like, what? She she told me she's got a problem, so I'm just giving her a solution. Fuck. (laughs) And, you know, Mary keeps reflecting on, you know, when her, when, uh, you know, Christine joined the family, when Janelle joined the family, when Robin joined the family... You know, she had this idea in her mind they could get through everything. And I don't think she's referring to things always working out, you know, between Christine and Cody. I don't know. Maybe she is. I doubt she's really thinking about her relationship with her and Janelle. (laughs) Because she sure hasn't done anything about making that better. So, I think she's really only looking at her relationship with Cody And how she is holding out hope for something that is not there. Mary thinks that she can just reassess, reassure people she's not going anywhere, and, you know, sure, whatever strikes your fancy, Mary, you fucking dummy. (laughs) And, again, it like, she keeps expressing, like, she feels alone and empty and she has to figure out all this stuff by herself. And it's like, I thought that you had all this family around you. I thought that the reason you joined Plural Marriage and did all this was to be surrounded by family. And now look at you. You're alone grieving your mother in Utah, in Parowan, Utah, which, by the way, I did a Google Maps of Lizzie Heritage Inn and checked out, you know, the street view uh, there ain't much poppin' there. I don't, I, I think that BNB may be the only restaurant within 10 miles. So, what are, why are people going to Parowan except maybe to, like, see pictures of Mary's old family? Like, I mean, I guess maybe there's, like, a lot of hiking and, you know, there's mountains and stuff by, so maybe people do it for that, but, like, uh, there ain't, there ain't shit happening there. So we are now with Cody and Janelle in Cody's dead brother's truck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds insensitive. I I may may he rest in peace, but it is funny just to call it Cody's dead brother's truck. So he and Janelle are going to see the the trailer. I guess it came to their some location. And Cody is swinging some fucking selfie stick around trying to record him and Janelle. You know, he's trying to record Janelle to get You know her terrible reaction or something and Janelle does not want him to record because you can tell she's nervous and you can tell she's very nervous that she bought something sight on the scene so Cody doesn't film her however they do see it and it's very very big it's a very big trailer and Cody makes a joke saying like oh it's Janelle's birthday so this is her birthday present and Janelle's like "Uh, this is a birthday present to myself And then Cody plays it off like, Oh, what? I was making a joke. I wasn't implying that I bought it. You know? Yeah, of course you weren't, you cheap bastard. So, anyway, we see video footage inside of the trailer. It looks nice and modern. You know, like, it looks like a really nice brand new RV. Like, I bet it would be really nice to camp in for a week or so or take on a, a road trip. I mean, I don't know how living in it would be. But Janelle, of course, thinks it's really big. And Cody thinks it's tiny as fuck. <laughs> of course he does, because, you know, he has a million dollar seven bedroom mansion in the woods with him and Robin to go be- with, you know, where he lives with Robin. so, you know, his other wife with his child moving into an RV, that's, that's piddly wing stuff. So then Janelle's sons are packing everything up in Janelle's house. Shocker, we don't see any sight of Cody in these scenes. But of course, in the middle of a talking head, Cody has to make it sound like him and Janelle are in the middle of the move and moving. They're in the middle of about to live in an RV, so they're pretty strung out. Oh my god, I hate this man. Sir, you aren't doing anything, you aren't moving, you aren't existing in an RV. You probably spend two hours a week there to empty the shitter and make sure it all goes fine. And it, like, wave to Savannah and say, Hope you're well. Bye-bye. Like, you aren't strung out on anything. You're strung out on not being able to control your wives. Then we hear again from Robin to tell us that she couldn't ever live in an RV on the property because she has five kids, you know. They're all of tender ages. Tender, tender ages. You know, some of the same tender ages as Janelle's kids that Cody insisted she kick out and make live on her own make live on their own you know those same tender ages but robin just couldn't do that you know and so that's what robin says we'll just leave it at that and has a little smirk okay bitch mary says she couldn't do it unless she was actually traveling the country mary would need a five bedroom rv also mary doesn't need a fifth wheel she is the fifth wheel but <laughs> I wanted to break that out so bad. I also thought it was funny in the last episode, they had Mary describe what the fifth wheel was, and I thought to myself, it's very fitting to have the fifth wheel of the family explain what the fifth wheel is. (laughs) Now, we're back out at Coyote Pass again. Cody's in heaven. He's got his friend that moves dirt and builds culverts and shit out. They're doing the damn thing on the property uh, I guess they have, like, drainage so that water moves around. Uh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Cody's in his power visor again, so his ramen noodle hair is just flapping in the wind, ready to go. He's got work gloves on and is doing nothing. So, Cody's in his element. He's really in his element. And now we're hearing about Cody's rental property plans for the, the property. So, you know, I guess since Christine's leaving, fuck her house... Uh, And now they're going to have, you know, the three houses. One for Robin, one for Mary, and one for Janelle. And then they'll have the two other lots that will be rental properties. And that's going to keep them surviving during their retirement. And, okay, Cody. Whatever you say. And Cody continues saying his life is in so much limbo. He doesn't know what Christine leaving looks like. And he's angry about it. He's so angry! And this construction project, though, in his mind is a good distraction. Again, Mary, look at these reactions. He is angry about Christine leaving him, and he's asking you to leave him. Mary! Mary! Take the fucking hint, you dumb-dumb! Alright, so now we go to Christine's house, and they are getting ready to throw Isabelle a graduation party! uh i guess it's world themed because isabel has hopes to travel after school so i hope she's vaccinated i hope well i guess at this point it was mid 2021 so yeah she she could have been traveling she could have flown and stuff like that of course the day of the party cody decides to ask isabel to go hang out one-on-one you know instead of asking to help if he could you know ask if he could help set up the party or you know he didn't think of a more convenient time within the last 18 months to ask his daughter to hang out. It had to be the, the day of the graduation party, which is such like newly divorced dad bullshit. Like, okay. But you know, because Christine is, is just a bitch trying to ruin Cody's relationships with his kids, she lets him take her out to hang out. And so now Christine is kind of running around like a chicken with her head cut off, and she only has Gwen and Truly to help with the work. And, of course, because Trulie's, like, 12 and has, like, transition lenses on, she's, she's no help, you know. So, once again, Cody ain't shit. And Christine's just like, again, people, look at This is why I'm leaving his ass, okay? Then we find out everyone is coming to the party, has either, they've either had a COVID test or is vaccinated. So, finally, we're hearing more about people actually getting vaccinated. I'm very curious, though, who was on that list. Of who's vaccinated because like at this point in the year vaccines are open to all ages you know i i got my first dose and i'm giving my own this uh, no hipaa violation this is my own medical information by my own free will i got my first dose of the pfizer and on april 7th of 2021 and then got my second dose three weeks after and that was when all regulate. It was all ages were open because I wasn't thirty yet, and so it was everybody thirty and under could get their vaccine. So I'm going to assume that that was also the case for Cody's kids in in Arizona. I'm very curious who was on what list. I assume the younger kids probably, if they were under five or wasn't it tw- under twelve? Or, I'm not going to get into. That, I don't give a fuck. I don't think Cody was on the vaccinated list. Let's put it out. Let's put it this way. So, anyways, everybody is able to get together and hug, which was very important to Isabel. That's nice. Again, this is just a few weeks after when Christine told the wives that she's leaving, which we saw in the last episode, and they have not talked at all since. So she knew it was going to be a lot to get together so soon, but she also knows like Christine's like, yeah, this is probably going to be the last. Times were with them, uh, and we find out that out of all the kids, all of Christine's kids except Truly, her youngest, know all of Janelle's kids know, and she doesn't think Janelle says she doesn't think that her kids are bothered that much that Christine is leaving because they're already planning visits in Utah. That's very nice. Robin says though she told her kids, and of course they're all very sad, especially the tender aged Saul and Ari. And I would not be surprised Robin probably made it out to them, like, they'll never see Christine's family again. And Robin was probably sobbing her eyes out as she told them. You know, and then she says, of course, her older kids were very sad and very confused. And it's like, why aren't you encouraging your kids to make a plan to see her in Utah, like Janelle's kids? You know, Robin keeps making these accusations like her kids are so left out and stuff. Well, maybe help foster that relationship, you dummy. So we're back at the party. Isabel has to essentially like follow and kind of be like, Hey, hey Robin to get a hug from her. You can tell Robin is trying to slick into that party. You know, she's she's trying to make it all weird and act like things are gonna be awkward. You know, Christine's leaving, so how how are we gonna function? How is this gonna be? And, you know, Isabel being the sweet golden light of a child, gives Robin a hug, and just wants to be with her family. Also, what's fucking hilarious is, I noticed, Robin and Christine are pretty much wearing, like, identical shirts at the party. (laughs) I noticed, I'm like, oh, Robin, Christine probably was like, fuck, I wish I could change, fuck, I wish I could change if only I wasn't on camera. Then, this is really interesting. This is the shit I've been wanting to hear about. We hear from some of Christine's kids in a talking head. Isabel first says, She was sad about hearing that her mom and dad were splitting up, but she did see it coming. And she was saying she knows that sometimes things don't work out, but she's happy that her mom is going to be happy again. That's very sweet, you know? I think that's probably a very common thought with kids, you know? Then we hear from McKelty and Tony. McKelty and Tony. I Watching Tony gives me bad vibes. He... When I look at Tony, I feel like I'm being assaulted. Does that sound, that's probably too much. But I think most people understand what I'm saying. Anyways, in their talking head, McKelty says she's relieved that she knew, she was relieved that she found out her mom and Cody were splitting up. She knew they weren't happy anymore. She knew they weren't in love anymore. So in her mind, she's like, "It's it's good they aren't together. Damn straight. Tony is I'm very careful with his words and he says he thought it was inevitable in his eyes and he can't see how any man is perfect enough for four wives I, I, I surprisingly understand the sentiment he's making there I don't think Cody's perfect for anyone one wife let alone two, three, four <laughs> but hey they say a broken clock is right twice a day so I, I can't hate Tony too much in that Cody, of course, is moping around the graduation party. You know, no one's coming up to him and talking. He's sitting there next to Savannah, saying nothing to her. (laughs) It's like, I wonder why none of your kids are coming up to you, Cody. And Cody is saying, of course, his relationships are strained with a bunch of the kids. And, you know, he's not trying to be angry or hold them accountable. He just doesn't think he has the respect he deserves, okay? So instead of enjoying the party, he is just moping around and, you know, says he feels bitter. He's bitter towards his kids. Like a fucking toddler. <laughs> so, uh, they're also, this is, <laughs> this is funny. They're also celebrating Isabel's birthday. I guess it's close to graduation time as well. And this is when Cody makes it even more clear that he doesn't know anything about his children. And he asks, is this a sweet 17 party? And then Isabel says, well, it's almost a sweet 18. It's an 18 party. And I wish we saw other people's reactions. All we see is Mary kind of behind him, and she just laughs. But I bet all of those other older kids were like, that's our dad, not knowing how old we are. Again, like, that's all we need, ladies and gentlemen. I rest my case. This man didn't even know how old his child is. The same child that he did not accompany with for back surgery. (laughs) And then Cody says, well, that'll get you a new car. Like, he's actually gonna buy her a car. What is he talking about? This man is fucking, at this point, he's like uh, sundowning. He's just rambling. Just rambling. And then he goes off and says, well, it's a good thing she didn't waste any of her kisses on stupid boys. And and then we get a talking head. Cody is, you know, saying, well, a sweet birthday is like you've never been kissed or something. And it's really important to find trust with somebody before becoming mad with sexuality. What? Okay, Cody, just... Just keep deflecting from not knowing your kid's age. That's, that's pretty much what we're doing here. So, um, you know, Robin, of course, starts getting her in her emotional self and says, this feels like old times again. And they're having, you know, she's reminiscing, thinking, oh, this is so great. And then Cody starts to distract Isabel by reminiscing over pictures that they have set up there, while uh, the rest of the family sets up a little surprise for Isabel. And you know the gang has prepared a song for her. Aurora, one of Robin's daughters, is apparently uh plays the axe, slaps a little bit of the guitar. So she's going to pluck away at the the chords and then Christine will start singing and everyone else will join. And then of course we hear Janelle did not practice at all. <laughs> because if Janelle is anything, it is somebody who does not sing, does not dance, Does not express any sort of joy or uh, elation during a party. And then we are blessed with... I I don't... Some of the best TV. Truly the most golden moment ever. The Brown family breaks out into Natasha Bedingfield's all-time hit chart-topper... MTV original unwritten the theme song to the hills I seriously I almost fucking broke down into tears like Isabel did and as soon as the music start plays starts playing Isabel goes no and at first I thought she was saying like no as in please stop uh cuz I'm not sure if I was watching this and wanting to cry out of earnest emotion Or because my body was going into a full cringe. But, either way, we have uh, that beautiful crossover. And Isabel loves it. We see Christine try and hit the high notes. Brianna, Robin's daughter, also hits the high notes. And, uh, just chef's kiss. We deserve this, people. We deserved this. So then Robin keeps going on again about how being together is so healing and it was so great, but most importantly, Isabel is happy and she said it was a great time and she is really enjoying this. So, you know, Isabel is just a sweet kid. We see, she, you know, the adults talk about she's just a great kid. She's, you know, really genuinely happy to see all of her siblings. She gives Aurora and brianna big hugs for playing the song for her and you know christine reflects on like she's been through so much between her scoliosis and bad migraines and you know having a shitty dad oh wait did i say that she has been through a lot though and you know she's just she's turned out to be a great kid she's a great kid so yeah now she's moving off to college to you know go live with maddie and caleb in north carolina Uh, I hope she's still in school and doing the damn thing. So good for for Izzy. And then Robin, of course, with her infinite wisdom is saying, you know, this is so nice. Why isn't this worth staying for? Why isn't this worth fighting for? Because then, Robin is such a simple mind. It's like, you don't stay in an unhappy marriage just to have like some birthday parties twice a year. Like, you, you show up, and then you leave, and you talk about how shitty the other people are. Like, yeah. also, too, Robin, you have been divorced. You know why people leave marriages. Stop acting like you don't understand why somebody wants to leave Cody. And say, like, because you have a nice birthday party, that's why somebody should just ignore ten years of being emotionally neglected and, like because Cody told her he doesn't want to have an intimate marriage with her, she should just ignore that because she had a great birthday party and graduation party for Isabel. Then Mary kind of joins in on this, and she says that, uh, she says days like this when everyone's together and, you know, setting their crap aside. You know, because having 10 years of marriage issues is just crap that you can just set aside. You know, so why can't they just do this? They aren't doing justice to their family, you know, in Mary's mind. You know, in Mary's mind, staying unhappy and, uh, you know, being miserable to a husband that doesn't want you. That's staying devoted and doing your family justice. Sure, Mary. (laughs) Then Janelle says that she sees some storms brewing in the family. Okay. A little ominous. Uh, And... She doesn't think they're gonna see many more days like this in the family. Yikes. <laughs> Janelle's pretty much just like, I don't see this happening. This this ain't gonna be good. I see this shit popping off soon. Uh, and then, you know, Cody's back to saying the evening went off without... Evening went off! <laughs> the evening went off without a hitch, but, you know, he's feeling blue because nobody wants to talk to him. <laughs> And, you know, they'll never be this way again, because Christine is leaving, and in Cody's mind, Christine is ruining everything. (laughs) And it's just pretty much a bunch of Cody's, like, I wish, I wish, I wish. But, you know, he squandered a bunch of time away from his kids. And he says that he's in a state of regret and frustration, and that it's a weird thing to be getting left Okay, Cody, very insightful of you. Yes, it's very weird to be getting left. F- what, it's weird to have a woman exert autonomy and express that you sh- you suck? That's weird? Well, good, get used to it. I hope it feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and, you know, we end off with Cody saying, you know, all of this is making him question why he got into plural marriage. It's making him question his faith. been listening to some some R.E.M. and it's making him question his religion, you know. Losing my religion. Do you think Cody sings that song a lot? When he's like having a crisis of faith? That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Losing my religion. Uh, (laughs) Now I'm gonna ruin that song for myself. I like R.E.M. too. God damn it. Anyways, uh, You know, Cody's just, of course, continuing to be on this will-he-won't-he with poor marriage, you know? (laughs) I just, to me, listening to Cody act like woe is me is just so funny. This man is the most put-upon, the most inconvenienced, the most burdened man ever. Nobody knows a burden like Cody Brown does, and... It's, we're just seeing him handle it like the godly man he is, okay? That's that's strength, people. That's strength. <laughs> Anyways, that's it with the episode. Um, next week we see that there's a preview that Christine ends up telling Truly that they're moving to Utah and not in the way she was planning on it. And then Janelle is finally in her RV, but there's no water, there's no electricity, and no sewage. So of course, Cody doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. No shocker. Anyways, that was a that was a good episode. I'm this this season really is good and it keeps giving and giving us good shit. So, uh, I'm hoping my plan will be to talk about the first two episodes of Real Housewives of Potomac later this well it'll probably be after sunday just cuz i got shit going on and then i will talk about probably two episodes of sister wives the following week so i guess a week and a half from now i hope i hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their week have a great weekend uh, give us a follow give me a follow on instagram at adventures in reality tv also we have an email so if you want Send me an email. Let me know what you're watching. Is there something you want me to cover? Is there stuff that you're enjoying that I'm covering? Just love to hear from you guys. I'm also, I'm thinking about uh, starting a Twitter. I'm not sure yet. Maybe it might be too much to handle. We'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Don't worry. But anyways, go go check, us, check me out on uh, Instagram. Leave the podcast a review. Subscribe. Like. All that stuff. Helps other people find it so they can join in all this fun. So, anyways, um, with that, be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye! <laughs> this has been a production of C Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures and Reality TV.